Welcome to Profiles with Patrick Austin, a 630WPRO.com exclusive podcast series. 630WPRO.com, this is Patrick Austin, and my guest today is Seth Ressler from Taste Trekkers, foodies who travel. Seth, thanks for taking the time to call in. Oh, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. And so you are the host and the founder of the 2014 Food and Travel Expo. For those who don't know, kind of explain what Taste Trekkers is. Uh, so Taste Trekkers is for foodies who love to travel, people who love uh, trying foods from different places, people who, when they plan their vacation, the first thing they do is they go figure out where to eat. And we're bringing the 2014 uh, Taste Trekkers Food and Travel Expo back to Providence, back to the Providence Biltmore. Uh, we did it there last year, and we had such a great time. Give us an idea of the event as far as it runs through the weekend, because this isn't just a one-shot deal. This is something where it takes place over a few days. What are the different components of it? Sure. This is a huge three-day weekend for foodies. Uh, It starts on Friday, October 3rd. That is our industry day. So that's the day for people who are in the food or travel or tourism industries. We are doing a series of uh, short 10-minute talks over at Johnson Wales University. They've been uh, gracious enough to let us use their space there over at the Yana Center. Uh, And these are going to be talks about uh, all sorts of different aspects of the food and travel business. Uh, And then after that, uh, Gail Champa who is the editor, the food editor of the Providence Journal. She is going to lead a panel discussion on food tourism. And then we all head over to the Dorrance, which is uh, this fantastic downtown restaurant that's just won rave reviews ever since it reopened a couple of years ago for a networking cocktail reception. So that's all happening on Friday the 3rd. That's Industry Day. Saturday, October 4th, that's Foodie Day. That is for anybody in the general public who just loves food, loves to travel, wants to try new things. And that's happening at the Providence Biltmore. We kick that off with a series of short talks again. These are about dishes or cuisines from different regions around the world. Uh, And then we go into three rounds of sessions. And the sessions are longer, in-depth looks at uh, different foods, different uh, cuisines from different places. And you'll have an opportunity to try them and hear about the history and the place. Uh, and then after that, we go back into the Grand Ballroom. Uh, and if you've never been in the, have, have you been in the Grand Ballroom over at the Province Biltmore? It's a beautiful place. No, I haven't. You actually mentioned the Dorrance, and that is one of my favorite places ever to go and just sit at the bar and look because it's just a beautiful building. Oh, yes, it, it really is. And if you like beautiful spaces, you'd love the Grand Ballroom over at the Biltmore, too, because it's got these beautiful views of downtown and uh, from, from up high on the 17th floor there. And you're going to be able to taste food from dozens of different local restaurants, different uh, artisan food producers, different local vendors, and just kind of wander and talk to people. And if you're looking for inspiration, where you want to go for your next vacation, where you want to try, you know, to to eat next, this is a great place to do that. That's happening. That's capping off the afternoon. And then the Culinary Museum over at uh, Johnson and Wales University has now reopened. They spent a year uh, closing and completely reorganizing their collection, and they've reopened, and they're going to extend their hours on the 4th so that anybody who is coming into town for the expo can go check out uh, the new Food on the Move exhibit. On this podcast, I just talked to the gentleman who curates for the Johnson & Wales Culinary Museum. Mr. Gutman, he's great, right? An unbelievable collection that they have over there. He was just highlighting a lot of the different things, and it's really something to look at. Absolutely, and he's speaking at the expo as well. He's going to tell us all about it, so uh, he's he's fantastic. So I want to uh, mention one other part, which is Sunday. Yep. Um, Sunday we're doing a big scavenger hunt uh, in Down City, Providence. So people will show up at noon at the uh, Arcade Providence, and they will get a list of clues, and they'll have to go around to all of the different locations around town and uh, take selfies while they're standing in front of uh, different locations, and then hurry back to the cable car cinema. And the first person to get back, the first team, you're going to join your friends and enter as a team, 
to get back to the cable car cinema with the most correct selfies will win a prize package worth hundreds of dollars. Uh, and then finally, we're going to end the whole weekend by uh, doing the. Um, by, and then finally, we're going to end the whole weekend by showing the New England premiere of the documentary Farm City State, which really takes a look at the local food scene in Austin, Texas. So we're really excited about the whole three-day event. Who else is going to be um, featured during the event? Any local standouts? Chef Jason Curry from uh, Los Andes, um, who does a lot of Peruvian and Bolivian food. He's fantastic. That guy's a rock star. He's going to lead a session. Uh, I think he's talking about ceviche. Uh, he led one last year, and it was so great that we're excited to have him back. Uh, you know, another guy is uh, Chef Jose Duarte, who's coming down from Toronto, which is in uh, the Boston's North End and specializes in this guy is amazing this guy's like the most interesting man in the world you know from the dos Equis commercials <laughs> sure and uh what he does is he leaves uh, culinary expeditions into the jungles of peru for families and their little kids and he's going to come back and tell us stories about that uh marina marchese who's the founder of the american honey tasting society uh you know a lot of people think of honey they just think of the little plastic bear that you get in the grocery store and okay it's a condiment like ketchup or mustard or anything else but in fact, uh, you know, place has a lot to do with the flavors of honey. Obviously, you know, the, the vegetation that the bees are using as they, you know, pollinate and so on and so forth. So she's going to talk about, uh, you know, how that influences the flavor of honey and how you actually do honey tasting, much like you would do wine tasting. Uh, we have a Ph.D. student who's speaking at Industry Today. She's a Ph.D. student uh, over at Brown University, and she is going to talk about Vegemite, which... Uh, if you're familiar with it, is uh, you know I always know it from the Men at Work song. I was just Down Under. Say, yeah, that's how I know it. Right. It's, it's just, and I've I've had it before, and I thought it was awful. It's just, <laughs> you know, kind of vegetable spread that they love down in Australia. Well, she's going to talk about how they tried to bring it to the United States, the, the marketing campaign that they put behind it, and it just failed miserably. And so she's going to talk about that. So I'm really excited to to hear about that. So there's going to be a lot of great speakers over the day. And one of the uh, things that I really like, Seth, is that you're expanding on kind of what Rhode Island is known for, because it's not just, you know, the things that come to mind immediately are, all right, it's coffee, milk, and it's hot wieners. And, you know, these are things that are historically tied to Rhode Island. But, you know, you see all over social media that we're getting named in just tons of best of lists, whether it be for, you know, specific restaurants in Providence or even more specifically dishes. I just saw Al Forno was named one of the best pizza places in the whole U.S., Oh, yeah. And there's no doubt that, that, you know, Rhode Island, there's a reason we did it in Providence, because it is such a great culinary destination. And, you know, it always has been, but it really feels like it's coming into its own, especially recently. I mean, you, you of course, have, you know, the history of Federal Hill, and you've got a whole new crop of restaurateurs that have come up, and Johnson & Wales is constantly turning out fantastic talent. But you've seen a lot of, number of exciting things in the last couple of years. I mean, a number of new breweries and distilleries that have popped up. The Hope and Main Kitchen Incubator is opening in Warren, Rhode Island. You know, the, the Culinary Museum uh, reopening. Uh, you know, uh, Dave Tadakian of Eat, Drink, R.I. is working on getting a marketplace up and running. Uh, you know, just a lot of really exciting things in the food scene there in Providence. And it's starting to get, you know, recognized nationally. And I think it really deserves to. So that's why we chose to do it here. And you and I had talked before, and one of the best analogies that you had mentioned when you started Taste Trekkers was the similarities between music and food. And for those who don't know, um, Seth, you used to be the program director over at WBRU Radio in Providence. So talk about that kind of um, similarity between the music scene and the food scene as you look at the United States. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I came up through alternative rock, through that world uh, in the 90s, and I see so many similarities between what's happening now with Chef and what happened in the alternative rock universe in the 90s. I mean, I mean, Chefs are really the new rock stars, and you have you know, the Food Network playing the role that MTV played, and you have you know, sort of these festival tours that chefs can go out on now, and you can go see them you know, doing their thing, just like you did with, with rock festivals. And, and I really think that there is a parallel there. I mean, just the following these chefs get on social media. I mean, 20, 30 years ago, a chef was, you know, you didn't know who was cooking in the kitchen of your restaurant, and it's really something where they've become personalities now. People really recognize them and know them, and uh, yeah, they're absolutely the new rock stars. What are some of the things that Taste Trackers has opened you up to as you look back, you know, on the events that you've done? What are some of the foods that you've had, maybe not even necessarily Rhode Island, that stick out to you and you say, oh my God, that's delicious? As I think back through through the things, a lot, there's a lot of things that I've learned. We actually just published, you know, I host a, the Fine Dining Podcast, which is a podcast uh, around food, and we just published our 100th episode uh, last week. And um, we cut together a bunch of the interviews, and it was actually really interesting to look back at some of the people that we had talked and some of the things that, that we had learned. I mean, uh, you know, I'm trying to think who we put in that interview. Like I said, we put Marina in there to talk about the different flavors of honey. Uh, we talked uh, to the head of food tourism for the country of Ireland, who told us about uh, seaweed and how, uh, you know, Ireland is a huge producer of seaweed, which I had no idea, really. Um, we talked to an author who wrote about growing up in Russia, and uh, she was very funny because she talked about, you know, how America, where it was so abundant, and she looked around at some of the things, and, and in a lot of ways it disillusioned her, uh, you know, her view towards food, because she, <laughs> she said, you know, who would make a black cookie, you know, that, that <laughs> tastes so generic and like nothing? She said, you know, like, uh, it was so strange. Um, you know, there were a lot of things that we learned going back to that. I had the opportunity to talk to the James Beard Foundation um, right before the James Beard Awards, which, of course, are you know, often called the Oscars of the food world, and uh, learn a lot about who James Beard was, because you always hear that name, but I really didn't know much about who he was. But he was a contemporary of Julia Child. He was actually one of the first people to take uh, food shows onto television, uh, and Julia Child uh, surpassed him in terms of popularity, but... Uh, uh, you know, he was really a pioneer in this space. Uh, so uh, just a lot of really interesting things that I've learned over the years doing this. That's awesome. And I think for such a young event, too, Seth, there's just so many components to this that you've really made it exciting. Oh, good. Well, thank you. Uh, uh, we're excited to come. All right. So on Facebook and on Twitter and at tastetrekkers.com. Yeah, tastetrekkers.com slash expo. You can find all the details about the expo. We're tastetrekkers on Twitter. We are tastetrekkers food tourism on Facebook. We're on all the other social networks as well. You can find all the links over at tastetrekkers.com. Online and on demand. Audio, video, breaking news, and exclusive local features. The award-winning 630WBRO.com.